Hello and welcome to the Self Love Podcast. My name is Elaine, I am a life coach, meditation and yoga teacher and I'll be using all three areas to give you information, tips and tools to help bring you the type of love you often give to others into your own heart. Welcome. So today we're going to be talking about self-sabotage and what it is, what it isn't, how it affects you day to day, long term, and how it helps to keep you stuck in a life that doesn't feel full of love. Self-sabotage is something that I have experienced and every single client that I work with also experiences too, whether that be in yoga, meditation, life coaching, we have this inner critic that stops us from A, loving ourselves and B, achieving things that we want to achieve. You can actually be outwardly successful without self-love being present. But you'll be very disconnected to it because of your inner critic and your ability to self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is when you are creating behaviors that pull you away from the things that you really want to do. Let's use a fitness journey as an example. So you may go into a fitness journey and it may take you a few attempts to get there, which is different to self-sabotage. That's just, as Brené Brown calls it, an FFT, which is a freaking first time. I'm not gonna swear for once. And that's just being scared of taking the leap. That is a courage and a confidence thing. So once you've got over that barrier and you're in your fitness journey and you are starting to get somewhere, you know, you're seeing results and you're feeling fitter. Self-sabotage will come in and stop you from going any further with that journey. Either you will have evidence that it's not working, you know, you'll be hanging all of your efforts on the scales or inches lost um, and you'll get to a point where you plateau and then you stop because that's your evidence that it doesn't work and that's your evidence that you shouldn't have even tried it in the first place. The other thing will be your motivation. So your motivation will go. Your inner critic will leap in and will you to stay at home and watch Netflix or stay later at work and don't go to the gym. And this becomes about you stopping you. It's all tied up with behavior change and habit change as well, but I'm just gonna focus on the self-sabotage, the inner critic side of you that stops you from moving forward in life. Everybody has um, an inner critic. Everybody also has an inner guide. Your inner guide is the one that wants you to do well. Your inner guide is the one that wants you to um, go achieve that fitness goal, go and create that new career, go and ask that guy on a date. 
Your inner critic is the other side of that inner person, which is you, um, that tells you the opposite. You're not good enough. You shouldn't be embarking on that fitness journey. That's not who you are. Self-sabotage is the extreme force of this negative inner vibe that you have. Now, everybody has it, you know, even those that have done the work, I still have, my inner critic is present, okay? But my inner guide and my will now shouts louder than my inner critic. I overrule it. And this is what you have to do with self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is there to keep you stuck and not moving forward and in an old story and behavior pattern that you may have had for years. What I do want to do is regress a little bit. So when I'm talking about inner self, we all have an inner voice, yeah? So what I'm talking about is that voice that you hear constantly throughout the day. You ask yourself questions, you second guess your own opinion with this other voice that's on the inside, you ask yourself, this is you. All I'm doing is splitting it into inner guide and inner critic, okay? So this is not to say that you have a million voices in your head and these are all different people. Fundamentally, when I'm talking about the inner you, this is you. The inner critic side of you is listening to the limiting beliefs. So if you go back a few podcasts, I spoke about limiting beliefs. So these limiting beliefs will help your self-sabotage to exist. If you don't believe you're good enough, deep down, because that's what you were told when you were small, or that's what you've experienced over the years, so you've come to believe it to be true, that's your perception. If deep down you are not feeling like you're good enough, you don't feel like you're good enough, you don't feel like you're worthy, when you do something that's outside of that cocoon, if you like, um, when you do something that's outside of that cocoon, your inner critic will be screaming, no, 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 this is not what we do. This is not you. You're the one that's not good enough. So why are you going to the gym? Why are you going and, and thinking that you can do this? Let's try and give you some evidence that you're not good enough or let's just try and pull you away from that so we keep feeding the I'm not good enough story. This is when the story is taking over your life. And I call it a story because it's A, not true, and B, you can change it. A story isn't one whole chunk. It can be chapters, uh, paragraphs, yeah? You are the narrator of your own story. You can rewrite that bad boy whenever you want. To rewrite your story is to start doing something different in the now. Even without unpicking all of the things that have led you to believe that you're not good enough, you can work with your self-sabotage and move through it to create new evidence that you can do it, that you are enough. This, when this starts to come into play in your life, you will stop fixating on evidence to prove 
you'll start fixating on how can I move this into a positive action? How can I come out of this self-sabotage and change it? Okay. Now, self-sabotage comes in many different forms. Procrastination is one form of self-sabotage that majority of people experience at some point, if not regularly. Binging, whether that be food, alcohol, um, anything that takes you away from health and clear viewpoints. It can be bad relationships that you get into, you know, putting up with a friendship that doesn't serve you, putting up with a relationship or ignoring all of the red flags when you meet somebody for the first time, purely then because it's putting you into, this is who you're worthy of. This is all I'm worthy of. Yeah. You may not hear it like that in your head, but the subcontext is that. Okay, self-sabotage will be at work, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is just a manifestation of you not feeling like you're good enough in the workplace, that you're going to get found out, that somebody's going to find out that all along you've not been good enough, all right? So when you get to imposter syndrome, you start to create things around that 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 serves that purpose within you. So if you procrastinate at work, you beat yourself up about your to-do list not being done, that's forms of self-sabotage to tell you, to pull you back, to say, you are not good enough, you are not worthy. You cannot, you can only have a certain level of success, yeah? Self-sabotage fundamentally is your inner critic on overdrive. To address this inner critic, you've got to see it as a separation. It's an element of you, but it's not you, okay? It's this element of you that can be changed, that can be ignored, that can be proven wrong. The key thing is to speak to your inner critic without negotiation. You tell your inner critic how it is. You tell your inner critic that you're not willing to believe that stuff anymore. You tell your inner critic you're not willing to engage in that behavior. And you will keep having to tell your inner critic until it becomes your normal. When you're creating new habits around a new behavior, there are so many things at play. All right, there are so many things at play with creating a new habit and self-sabotage is one of those things that gets in the way of creating a new habit because sometimes creating something new is boring, it's, it's quite a long process, it doesn't engage you all of the time like maybe your old behaviours did because your old behaviours spoke to a different story within you. These, are, these new behaviours that you're creating are speaking to a story that hasn't been written. So therefore you're seeing that you don't have evidence that it works. This is why we can get so wrapped up in evidence-based stuff. You know, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to lose weight, and this is what's going to make me happy. A, it's not gonna make you happy. 
because only you and your inner peace can make you happy. This getting rid of this conflict between your inner guide and your inner critic. That's the only thing that's gonna make you happy. Not the number on the scale, not the amount of body fat you've got, not how you look, none of that. So if you are constantly measuring yourself with gauges of success in any aspect of your life, whether that's being married by a certain age, whether that's having kids by a certain age, whether that's having kids at all, all of these things are wrapped up in this trying to move away from feeling like you're not good enough, but then you're hanging everything on this one measure to feel happy. When actually, it's the process that sits behind it that makes you happy, yeah? It's enjoying those things. It's finding something in fitness that makes you feel good, but also makes you feel happy and alive and wanting to do it, okay? Wanting to engage with it. It's moving into a relationship that makes you feel good and happy in that moment without worrying if this person is the one, without worrying about whether this person's going to be your husband or wife. It's not creating these measures of success and it's enjoying it for the now. The measures of success can often feed into your inner critic. You know, the person that beats you up with a stick until it's done. The person that beats you with a stick if it doesn't get done and it fails. To pull back is to work with your inner guide and trust and know that you're moving in the right direction. Your inner guide is the one you need to nurture to overrule your inner critic. Non-negotiation. When you really want something and you want it really badly, you will start to create behaviors around like a desperation, like it's gonna fix everything and it's gonna fix you. Moving away from that, moving away from this striving, pushing, wanting, start to come back to what do I want that's gonna make me happy? So you might go, I want to get fitter, get healthier, get leaner, okay? Come back to your why. Question yourself, why do I want to get fitter, healthier, leaner? What's the driving force behind this? If the driving force is that you currently don't feel good enough to attract a partner, so you think that by doing these things is going to make you more attractive or fit into society more or fit an Instagram stereotype, you need to change that. Because when you get to your deeper why, this is where your inner guide can help. When you get to the why of, it's because I want to attract a partner, Okay, so what is that saying? I want to feel connected and I want to feel loved. You can feel connected and loved without having a partner. You can find that for yourself. You can feel connected and loved by loving yourself and being grateful for those people in your life that currently give you that, okay? Once you know that, of course, we all want to be connected to other people. We want to be connected in a loving relationship. And what that means is very different to a lot of different people. Yeah, what 
a loving relationship is to you, what this connection is to you will be different to somebody else. But know that a fitter, healthier, leaner body is not gonna make you suddenly attractive to other people to attract this intimate relationship. People are attracted to you as a person, not to the external. Now, of course, we all judge and we all get judged on our appearance. We will meet people based on how attractive we think they are. But let's stop right there. How attractive you think somebody is, is multi-level. It starts with their energy, not how they look. Because you can meet the most in quotation marks I'm saying this, you know, aesthetically good looking person that you think that you would want to be with. And then when you meet them or you converse with them, they are so not on your wavelength that all of that aesthetic attraction goes out of the window. You might appreciate them in terms of how they look, but everything else doesn't match. It's exactly the same with everybody. I know this because there are people with larger bodies in relationships, there are people in slimmer bodies in relationships with different levels of happiness. It has nothing to do with this external. It has everything to do with your internal. Now, if becoming fitter and healthier makes you feel happier on the inside, then this is a positive, yeah? If it becomes about fitness and health and moving and just feeling stronger and fitter and healthier, this will exude from your inside. You know, I feel fit, I feel well. This helps you to feel more self-confident. It's not about the external. It's all about the internal, okay? When we start to play around with that and we start to change the goal and we start to change the outcome of the goal, your self-sabotage will actually start to get less and less and less because what you're doing is you're fixating on, if I go and do that class, if I go to yoga, if I go to the gym, if I go out on dates, if I go out with friends, these are things that make me feel happy and connected with me and other people, that's all that, that's all that matters. Because now, suddenly, your self-sabotage can't say, well, that's not working because you will have evidence that it is working. Your evidence base will change and it will become and feel more connected with who you really are and who you want to be. Self-sabotage is not to be negotiated with. The second you feel it kicking in, override it and do the thing, okay? If that's going to the gym, if you've got that inner critic saying, no, 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 you shouldn't be going there, or you know what, you can just sit on the sofa today, you did a gym session last week, you don't need to do another one this week. Tell that self-sabotage where to go, you know? If, if you know the overall goal, your overall goal is gonna be met by going to the gym three times a week, do it, go to the gym, yeah? Don't listen to your self-sabotage because they're just there to make your life miserable. They're there to keep you stuck in your old story, okay? 
it, I liken it to that, you know, the old cartoon depiction of the devil and the angel on your shoulder, you know? You've got the devil on one side, the angel on the other. This is like your inner critic and your inner guide. To nurture your inner guide, you need to be listening more to that kind, softer, nurturing side of you that tells self-sabotage politely and firmly, no, I'm gonna go and do it. I guarantee whenever you do the thing that you really wanna do, you will always feel a million times better than if you didn't do it. That's not to say if your energy is low and you don't feel like doing physical activity. That's different. That's not self-sabotage, that's saying you need to rest. So you've got to get used to this kind of, okay, feeling into my energy, feeling into what's telling me not to go. Is it because I'm absolutely shattered because I've had a long day at work and I can move my gym workout tomorrow? Or is it that I have got the energy, I have got the time, but my inner voice is, my inner critic is telling me not to go. My inner critic is encouraging me to be non-motivated. The non-negotiation thing is how we create habits. Think about learning to brush your teeth. You were told categorically every day, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, no negotiation, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. Now, what do you do now? Do you negotiate? Do you go, I'm not gonna brush my teeth this morning? You know, like you did when you were a kid and you were conversing with your caregiver about, I don't wanna brush my teeth, I don't wanna do it, I don't wanna do it, because brushing your teeth is not an overly enjoyable experience, it's boring. And as a kid, you like to push the boundaries, don't you? So that's kind of like what your self-sabotage is doing. But every time you said, no, 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 I'm not gonna brush my teeth, you were told the reason what happens if you don't brush your teeth. You know, you were told at school, you saw the pictures, you were encouraged because the pictures alone weren't enough. They weren't enough to tell you to brush your teeth. You didn't, as a child, look at pictures of rotting teeth and go, that's cool, I'm now gonna brush my teeth twice a day. No, you had somebody who was negotiating with you, somebody that cared for you, somebody that said, no, you've got to brush your teeth because I know as an adult that you will not want to have rotting teeth. It's as simple as that. Think about everything we do like that, you know? You have this inner critic that's speaking from a story that you're not good enough. Change it change the narrative, change the story, you know, don't negotiate, be firm. There is no negotiation when it comes to, you know, what you want to do in life. There are no limits except for the ones that we set upon ourselves and those limits are your limiting beliefs and your self-sabotage that's stopping you from going any further than what your belief boundary is. To change your belief boundary, you need to tackle self-sabotage head on. No negotiation. The reason I wanna go and do this thing is because of this, so I'm gonna go. The reason that I'm putting my training shoes on right now is because I wanna do this. The reason that I'm now suddenly in my car, going to the gym, 
is because I am now very strong on why I want to be there. Even if I only do a 20 minute workout, I've been, I've done it and I've gone. Over time, it becomes your normal. Over time, it doesn't become a chore. Over time, it becomes a part of who you are. If I'd have listened to all of my own limiting stories over my life, I wouldn't be on this podcast talking to you today. I would have stopped myself. I would have held back. My own journey, for example, with fitness started when I was 21, 2021. And I had put on a bit of weight and I wasn't comfortable with it. And my friend suggested going to a step aerobics class. Yes, that's right. And I wore a cycling, uh, cycling short unitard, um, which if you don't know, it's like an all-in-one. Um, which pretty much are back in fashion now. So I was way ahead of my time. Um, And my limiting belief was, I'm not gonna be any good at this because when I was at school, I was rubbish at sport. I hated sport with a passion. It didn't appeal to me. I wasn't overly competitive. I never stuck at anything. So my inner critic was saying, you're not gonna be good enough. You're not gonna be good enough you're not going to be good enough, you're not going to enjoy it. And I went along and I wasn't great at it. All in all honesty, I spent half the class facing the wrong way. But I met somebody that encouraged me to go back who said the words, it will come, just keep coming, it will get better. You will be able to do it. Now that became my inner guide. Just that one person having faith that I could do that thing led me to believe that I could. And you know what? That spurred me on to then change my whole career path. At the time I was in retail, I was a manager and I was getting frustrated and unhappy with it. And I found this love for group exercise and this love for um, working out and And deep down then, at that point, I wanted to help people. I wanted to help people change their perception like I had changed my own. That was my sole purpose and goal. 23 years later, I'm back at the same purpose and goal in a different way. I lost that purpose and goal over the 23 years that I then went into fitness and then became a manager and became a regional manager and then got into the corporate world of fitness. That all changed because I moved away from fundamentally what it is that makes me tick, which is helping people like you that are listening to this podcast. When I get messages saying, your words of encouragement have helped me to change something, that is my, that is my thing, that's what I get a buzz from. That's what lights me up. That's my measure of internal success. It's not about just earning the money. It's not about just being in this, you know, different world, different landscape of being a coach, being a yoga teacher. It's about hearing from people that say, you helped me to change the course of my life and I am grateful for you. Okay. So... Had I not have met that person when I was in my 20s, had I not have met my life coach four years ago that 
got me into this journey of working with my mind, had I not have met her, had I not have met my amazing yoga teacher trainer, who not only works with the physical body, but works with energy and works with the story you tell yourself and makes you this authentic, awesome yoga teacher. If I hadn't have met him, if I hadn't have met these people, I would not be on the path where I'm at now. But they didn't, they only guided me to know that everything I need is on the inside. The same with that person that spoke to me 23 years ago. What she gave me was self-belief that I could come back and it would get better. She reassured me. She didn't make me better. She didn't spend time going through each step movement with me to try and make me better. She just helped me to believe in myself. So my closing, you know, statement and words to you is just start to talk to yourself like those people that you desperately wanted to nurture you when you were growing up. Be, let yourself hear what you've always wanted to hear. Let yourself be that person. Hear it in your own words, in your own mind. Don't wait for somebody to tell you because they may not. Once you start to get this self-belief and you start to kick self-sabotage to the curb, your life will change 360 because you will see it in the glorious technicolor that you need to see it in. You'll start to see the stuff that's not serving you. You'll start to see that actually that was just a story I told myself. And then when I go on a date next time, I'm not gonna put myself down. I'm not gonna self-sabotage. I'm not going to ignore the red flags. I'm gonna wake up to what's in front of me and instinctively, intuitively know if this isn't right and be kind to myself and pull myself away from the situation. Self-sabotage is something that you can work with on your own right now. Working with other people, working with coaches, working with teachers and mentors is a wonderful, wonderful thing to accelerate you to that point much more quickly or feel like you have the support, a bit like I had. If you feel, if you're listening to this and you go, do you know what, I need, I need some help with this because this is causing me more problems than I realised. What I'd love for you to do is connect with me. So you can connect with me via Instagram. Um, I always point people to Instagram because it's the easiest way to navigate um, to, to where I am, okay? My Instagram is Elaine Denton underscore, and I'm going to pop it in the notes, Elaine Denton underscore. On my Instagram, you will see a, a, a number of IGTV videos that talk about these kind of subjects. You will also find my links to everything that I'm doing. So I have a monthly membership um, that's all about mindset, movement and meditation. I have a self-love program. The next one starts in October where we spend time unpicking all of these things and all of these stories that you've built up. And the wonderful thing is it's a group program that then allows you to connect with other people that are going through the same stuff because I guarantee everybody is going through the same stuff that you're going through right now. I also work one-to-one -one, either with self-love 
or with any area of your life that you feel stuck in and you want to change. So come and connect with me. Please share this podcast, um, rate it, do all of those things just so that more people can listen to it. Because for me, it's not about how many listens I get is an equation of how successful I am. But the more people listen, the more people I can affect. And that's what I really want. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to me on this podcast today. Um, I look forward to delivering another one to you very soon and I look forward to you coming and connecting with me over on Insta and social um, and DM and and email and, and however you want to get hold of me. Thank you, thank you, thank you and I will see you in a new episode very soon. Have a wonderful day.